shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. Together, we will break all the stereotypes about Ukrainians so that when the flag of Ukraine is lifted anywhere in the world, everyone will know Ukraine and its unique culture. Because today, Ukraine has a dynamic new generation that will change the world. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me and even though he struggled with cancer after that for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then, from 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to help build orphanages for Ukrainian children. And thank you all so much for the support. More than 175 people participated in this project for Ukraine, from the vice president of the Helen Martin Group to the vice chancellor of the UGCC to the president of the Erasmus Student Network Kiev to the president of the World Trade Center Kiev to students from the FLEX program, Ukraine Global Scholars, 
Yale University, Harvard, and the London School of Economics, to the United Nations, to the Vatican Church, to interns at the Ukrainian Parliament and at the Canadian Parliament, to top 1% students in Ukraine. But not only them. This project is for all Ukrainians from all backgrounds. And if you wish to participate, send me a message on Instagram, aziz.future, and join the Telegram channel, Kiev Future. My goal is to make interviews with hundreds of Ukrainians, and the world is listening. This podcast is already top 50 in the United Kingdom, France, Switzerland, and Monaco. Top 25 in Austria, Germany, Canada, Russia, and Poland. Top 15 in Australia, Italy, Spain, and Dubai. And top 10 in Norway, Sweden, the Netherlands, South Korea, Singapore, and many other places because this is now officially the number one podcast on Apple about Ukraine. Together, we will break the stereotypes. Together, we will help all other countries discover and respect the greatness of Ukrainian people, and this good reputation will support the development of Ukraine, creating more opportunities for every Ukrainian to have a better life. So let's begin. My guest today is Kirilla Shturbabin. Kirilla is originally from Luhansk, which is currently not under the control of Ukraine. He is a Flex alumni from 2014 and the co-founder of the student organization International Body at the Kiev Mohila Academy, helping incoming international students get adapted to their university. He has studied political science in Kiev Mohila Academy in Kiev, Ukraine, Central European University in Budapest, Hungary, and Charles University in Prague, Czech Republic. And he worked in several spheres, including tourism and education. Kirilla interned at the Ministry of Education of Ukraine and in the Information and Research Center of the Ukrainian Parliament. He enjoys music and even writes his own songs. He loves biking, running, and data visualization. Kirilla, how are you today? Uh, hello, Aziz. Uh, I'm very happy to hear you. And thank you very much for such a nice and great introduction. It's wonderful. Thank you to again. And I'm happy to speak with you today. So I'm wondering, these days, these weeks, what seems to be the topic or the issue that you think about more than anything, something that stays on your mind and just demands that you think about it? Mm -hmm. Sure. Uh, so right now, I'm in such stage of my life when I have uh, finished my education, finished my master's studies, and I'm probably, as, as any person of my age, thinking a lot about uh, job, job prospects, uh, where to find something interesting, something that I would care about, and how to find a sphere in which I would stay for a long time. Thank you. So it's about your future, the job, and the sphere you'll be staying in for a long time. And did you have any hints or anything, any passions that guided you or gave you ideas for such jobs? 
or are you still in the process of maybe thinking, discovering, and exploring? Uh, sure, I had a lot of ideas, and as you already mentioned, a lot of different experiences, and maybe one of my challenges for now is to somehow find something in the middle between those very different experiences and find something where those experiences would be useful. And like, uh, I can tell right away that I'm very interested in social sciences and political science in uh, data. And it may sound very like, like ac academia or science, but um, for some reason, I don't really want to continue with academia. So I really want to do something research oriented, uh, related to science, but not in the academical sphere. Yes, and that is wonderful. And we will return to it. But tell me about music and about songwriting. What is so magical, special and interesting to you about songwriting? What role does it have in your life? It has very important role. Uh, I will tell straight away that I'm not really a professional musician. It's a hobby for me, but uh, something that I definitely enjoy. And uh, what I really like about music is that how music can absorb and then give back some emotions and feelings. And in, in a lot of difficult times, when I feel sad or uh, depressed or I feel down, uh, I turn to music because it really helps to, to understand myself better, to somehow express my emotions that I wouldn't be able to express otherwise without music. Yes, it allows you to understand yourself better, to express your emotions in a way that other uh, channels cannot express. And it allows you, maybe you said it's about giving and sharing and receiving emotions. So do you share your art or is your music more for yourself alone in the room to have a special moment? Do you sometimes for friends or anybody else perform? Uh, yes, sometimes I perform and I really love doing it. Uh, I perform either my own songs or covers of other musicians and I used to do it a lot before lockdown especially at my uh, university because we had a music community where people would come and play their songs and it was very comfortable and easy to perform there even for those who are not professionals in music or just trying something new and uh, what I've been thinking a lot uh, during the last couple of months is that I really want to um, record some of my songs. So maybe that would be a plan for me, maybe for that summer, uh, maybe for later, but I definitely want to record some of my songs. And I, I had one of thoughts recently that how can I make this world or li lives of other people uh, better? And I thought that maybe uh, if my songs would make someone feel better or if my songs will help someone make some decisions or, as I said before, understand themselves better, then I definitely should do it. You said making the lives of other people better. 
Why is that important to you? And I see you're active and you have been, whether through international body or through musical performance or recording your music. Why is it important for you to have a positive impact on the lives of others in that way and to be helpful to others? It's a really good question that I think I rarely ask. It's very clear for me that it's a very natural thing to wish, but uh, it's very difficult to answer why do I think it is important. Maybe because I believe in some reciprocity and I believe that by uh, helping others, by uh, doing good things to others, uh, other people will also do good things for me, something, for example, that I cannot do for my, for me myself, because we all have, we all can do something for others, for other people, which they cannot do for themselves. And I think in that way, everyone would be at least a little bit happier. That, that's how I want the world to be, that each next day, everyone is at least a little bit happier than the previous one. Yes. Each next day, people and each person will be happier than they were before. And you said you believe in reciprocity. Can you first explain what that means? Is it to you a logical understanding of the power of reciprocity or more about karma and spirituality? And did that influence your political thoughts and sociological ideas? Sure. Uh, so. So to, to tell very simply, reciprocity for me means that uh, when you do something good for other people, it's natural or expected. I don't know whether expected would be the best word for it, but anyway, expected that other people will also do something good for you. And basically, the system of reciprocity means that system in which people do good things for other other people in exchange for good things for other people, but that exchange is not is not mandatory. It's not very strict, and probably it did uh, it did influence my social and political views because uh, at least that tells that I'm not very individualistic person. I believe in a healthy uh, in a healthy amount of individualism, and I think it's great. It's it's one of the ideas of liberalism that individual is one of the main values. But at the same time, I accept that we all live in society, and uh, by helping each other by doing good things to other people, we can all live better. Uh, we can look at it as win-win game. Thank you. That's actually really interesting and really wonderful. Is it a part of your personality where you are always a we person rather than an I person, which is sad in psychology? And I love your definition of reciprocity, which is very Chaldini-like, but I want to understand you more. Did you have some experiences that made you think, wow, we have to be more community-oriented rather than individualistic, 
or maybe it's Luan's kind of culture there, or maybe it's your psychology and personality or flex. What was the thing that made you become more of this reciprocity, community-oriented individual? Mm-hmm. So, uh, like, first of all, I would I would not describe myself as uh, c- clearly altruist. Uh, and I would not say that I reject uh, individuality as a value. It's still very important for me. Uh, like something that I want to say is that I think we all should value individual our individuality, but when possible, we should also cooperate and help each other. One of the experiences that I clearly remember and that influenced me was probably studying at my um, bachelor's university, Kiev Mohila Academy, and uh, cooperating with my group. And after several years of education together, um, we had a moment when one of the professors asked um, me a question, and I was answering this, this question probably for a couple of minutes, and by the end of my answer, I started to be not very sure, not very clear in my answer, because I did not did know that subject, but I didn't know it so well. So um, uh, then professor uh, suggested my classmates, groupmates to uh, correct me, to point my mistakes. Uh, and then one of my groupmates, which was very pleasant to me, and I think very great in general, uh, said that, like, why should we concentrate on pointing out mistakes or saying why my speech wasn't good enough? Uh, let's better uh, continue Kirillo's thought, uh, uh, discuss it, uh, help him, and like that way we can continue moving on the subject. And, like, that was a very pleasant moment for me because... I knew that something that our group got through a couple of years of educating together, uh, helping each other, and I, I really loved that moment. Thank you. So in many ways, you felt that they had your back, that you had people who supported you, that you don't have to be alone, left to the walls, etc., and that together as a team, you have a lot more power to do better things and to each contribute their gift without feeling weak because of their weakness. Did I understand correctly? Yes, it's true. And I also want to add that uh, it is also helpful for for the task or for the reason why we are doing it. Because, uh, for example, for this particular example, uh, our goal was to study, to discuss some topic uh, and I think that way it would be the most contri- con- contributional to it, that we will all contribute to it and discuss it together. And I also want to add a- a- another example. Maybe uh, you know about New Ukrainian School, an educational program, like a program for educational reform in Ukrainian schools. Uh, so basically, one of the main uh, values that uh, now is being taught uh, to students is cooperation and teamwork. And I think it's it's a really, really great thing because 
maybe in our uh, Ukrainian educational system, uh, especially coming from the past, we didn't have uh, we didn't value teamwork and cooperation enough. But it is very crucial once we enter the the big adult world, and I'm very glad that it's getting more attention. Yes, wonderful. I support such initiatives and changes and reforms. And to ask you a bit more, if there was an experience or a project or even an internship that you felt either is the most memorable to you or the one you're most proud of, what is it? Which one was the one that you feel most proud of and that you have some ideas and thoughts about why you can share? Sure. Uh, I think that was my internship in the Ministry of Education. Uh, I interned there at the Department of Strategic Planning and European Integration. And my most favorite part of it was uh, the trip to a couple of schools in the remote uh, regions of Ukraine, uh, where people mostly speak uh, Romanian language. So basically, that was a camp uh, which was aiming to help uh, those children to prepare better for uh, Ukrainian language and Ukrainian literature tests. And I really loved the experience of communicating with uh, students over there, uh, with teachers as well and um, also it really helped me that i could share with uh those uh kids students different opportunities for example i was telling them about uh different universities exchange programs uh and for some of them it could, could be interesting so i, I really felt great about it that I can help some young student or young kid to find their way or find something interesting to them. Thank you. And by doing that, how is that similar or different to you now trying to help yourself find your way when it comes to the job or the sphere that you will do for a long time? I've thought a lot about the system of mentorship or similar things and uh, I, I think that for the past couple of years i've been both uh, a mentor and a mentee i've been getting some very useful advice from older colleagues uh, like some of them would uh, help me and answer me questions about university or jobs uh, or maybe just give general life or career advices. Uh, for, for example, one of such important persons for me was uh, Natalia Luman, with whom I worked uh, at Ukraine Culture Trip. But even uh, long after we stopped working together, after that she gave me a lot of helpful advice on career, helped me to create uh, a good resume. And at the same time i'm trying to maybe pay it back but not to her directly but to the system uh i don't know call it karma or not 
I also try to be an, a mentor for my younger colleagues, younger students. For some of them, I advise, give, give advice on universities or exchange programs or help them to write their uh, course coursework when they have questions about methodology or how to write it. And I think it's a great system and I really, really enjoy it. Thank you very much. Yes, that is reciprocity, paying it forward, etc. And now I just got really curious about your music. Do you have your the ability to either share one of your songs on this podcast and we will listen or at least some of the words in whatever language that you choose to write i don't know whether it would be too experimental i could i can try to sing i like experimental so yes okay so uh, just give me one minute i will get my guitar and get back perfect hi aziz i'm back but uh I asked my friend to tune guitar. It will take a couple of minutes and he will. Great. And can you tell me more about the music? Like, where do you get your inspiration from? What was the story of you falling in love with music? And just tell me a bit of background before we hear one of your songs. Mm -hmm. Sure. Uh, So probably, as you said before, it's always some sort of magic because... I believe it's not possible to write a song just if you have a goal to write a song. Uh, You always have to get some idea which would strike you and that's how how most of my songs came to me. It was mostly either lyrics appearing in my head and I was thinking that, wow, that's a great, those are great lyrics and they would make a great song and I just need to think about chords a little bit or maybe some melody and I would think that wow that's really great uh, melody and if uh, if I work a little bit on it uh, I will write lyrics and that would be a great song so with this particular song which I want to play it is in Ukrainian uh, it's mostly about about love probably as a lot of other songs i would say it is rather sad uh, and the lyrics mean that uh, you're made of flowers and i'm the earth from which those flowers uh, grow if like there is no you and there is no me and nothing at all uh, you're like the sunshine and I am the darkness, you kill me with your light. And again, if there is no you, there is no me and nothing at all. So my friend is ready. Uh, I ask him to help me. Uh, Elif is my neighbor, Boba, who is also a big fan of yes. music. And it's music. possible if you want to both perform, it will be great. I can also write his name in the description. Ти 
That was wonderful. And to ask you, when you perform, mm -hmm. do you focus on the emotions more or do you focus on techniques and a little bit of the emotion? Or what is your approach? Because it seems when it comes to musicians, some focus on emotions and then their technique might become a bit wobbly, while others focus on technique so much, they might forget the emotion, so it's difficult mm -hmm. to combine both. To you, which one is easier? I would say emotions first. First of all, that song is very like it, it's not difficult. Uh, it's and it's one of the. It's even easier compared to the other songs. But I've noticed that people really love that song, and even despite the fact that it has only three chords and is rather simple, but people really love the feeling and the emotion of that song. So, uh, I, I, again, I would say that emotion comes first for me and I'm not so much of professional musician and I'm not a big fan of very uh, difficult or sophisticated techniques. Thank you. And this simplicity does it carry into your political views or the way you create projects and organize and other areas of your life? Do you go for keeping things simple and not trying to make it complicated and focusing on the experience, the satisfaction and the emotion? Or each sphere and area has its own rules and you have different, slightly different personalities in each place? Mm -hmm. Please. Uh, sure. Uh, 
I would say to some extent. Uh, of course, in writing or in analytics, you cannot uh, you cannot focus on emotion. Of course, you have to be always to be analytical and uh, argument each of your point, make it very clear. But I would agree about simplicity that I would always prefer uh, either in projects or in writing or in uh, analytical work, uh, be it very simple uh, without losing quality, to be it very understandable and very accessible as much as possible without, of course, losing quality. Thank you. And you have those two sides to your personality, the more logical side and the side which is more about emotions and feelings. If you were to think about the core of who you are, are you more of a logical and analytical person or the core of you is more about emotions and maybe when you go and do experience things or write songs that is more of the true you revealing itself and recharging itself? I would say that I'm more of a logical and rationalistic person. And sometimes I even think about my emotions as about, you know, different parties uh, having debates inside of my head. Uh, but what I would say that because I'm very rational and try to structure myself all the time, music actually helps me to escape that, to to speak something that I wouldn't be able to speak with words or to express something that I wouldn't be able to speak with words just because my words are always very, I would say, structured and logical. Thank you. And when it comes to the things that make you feel alive, other than music, what other activities or experiences can you say that you really love, you feel passion for, and you cannot really live all your life without them? So one of them would be definitely biking and running. I really love biking today. I biked, I think, around 30 kilometers. And, and I really like that freedom which bike gives you. And I also like that some physical activities that bike or running gives you. I really like to to be tired by the end of the day and to, to push to my limits this way. Why is it important to be tired at the end of the day and to push to your limits? Is there a reason or maybe your brain is always thinking and logical? So to be tired means your brain can stop thinking so you can relax and sleep? Or what is the special thing about feeling tired at the end of the day and giving your all to that physical activity, such as using your bike and cycling or running, etc.? Uh, sure, I think that uh, I've got some answer inside of my head to this question just a couple of days ago. And it may sound a little bit uh, psychoanalytical, but uh, I think that comes from the way that uh, I've been brought up and I, I've been living for most of my life that in order to, 
to be satisfied and to feel well, I always need to feel that I have achieved something or did something. And I kind of criticize myself for that because maybe sometimes it's not healthy or sometimes it's very close to toxic productivity. But at the same time, I kind of feel that I work that way, my brain works that way, so I really try to do something, either it's physical activity or uh, intellectual activity or some other task in order to get that satisfaction from accomplishment. Yes, it's the different parts debating inside of you, like you mentioned earlier. So you are brought up to feel satisfaction from achievements and from accomplishments of achievements, which is something you criticize, but you notice your brain and the way you work is that way. So instead of fighting it, you work with it and you do such achievements, whether with running or with bicycling, in order to feel that satisfaction, correct? Yeah, I think you uh, described me very well. Thank you. And do you feel this is common in Ukraine these days? Do people have such a drive and a toxic productivity attitude of need and achievement and all that? Or do you feel some people have that, but that on average, most Ukrainians don't? Or what is your perspective? Uh, it's a good question and difficult because I can't say really for sure. Because probably I don't have so much of experience and um, I don't have so much of sample to, to, to tell it right away. Yeah, I, I'm not really sure about, about Yes, it. you don't have a statistically valid sample size in order to answer this. Then I will ask another very different question, mm -hmm. which is this. Are you an introvert or an extrovert? in general, or an MV-vert, if you're unsure? I would say I'm an extrovert, not really on the extreme edge of being extrovert, but rather extrovert than introvert. Yes. And then I will ask you about the international body. When an international student comes and you want to use your extroverted abilities and skills, to make that person become comfortable and to adapt to the uh, Kiev Mohila Academy and life in Kiev, maybe even. What do you do to make that person be at ease? What social skills and soft skills did you develop and think about? Maybe someone introverted who wishes to do that, but they haven't the sample size experience of social interactions to do, might learn from you. Actually, there is a very funny story about that because I'm known uh, among my colleagues in international body or in some other circles as the guy who always know, uh, knows very strange and fully funny games. And <laughs> that was my approach to many of our meetings, especially the first meetings of uh, uh, our guys from and girls from our university and international students who would come, we would also play some funny, uh, foolish games. Uh, like m many of those, those are practiced uh, by 
cactus, uh, flags, uh, European Youth Parliament. So I, I can give you one of the examples. Uh, it's called Labs, and basically one person sits on a chair, and uh, other, and that person would say say some phrase. For example, I like cats, and all of the other people who like cats should sit on, on the laps one by one, uh, like starting from that person, but then the next person sits on the laps of that person. It's funny. It's uh, It makes people feel relaxed, not so serious. And it also helps to get to know each other better. So basically, that is one of my very practical approach to... to mm, Game. Yeah, yeah. Games in order to develop familiarity, relationship, etc. Correct? Yes, yes. And tell me about your social thoughts, or I mean, what is your perspective about Ukraine, about life in Ukraine, without getting too political, that you feel should be changed or improved? in order for more Ukrainians who are living abroad to think, wow, I can and should return to Ukraine, and for the Ukrainians to have more hope and feel their country is better and developing, or whatever other changes you think are important in the educational system, in society, in the psychology of the people, or in what Nikita puts called the post-Soviet trauma, etc. Mm -hmm. So, of course, that's what that is a huge question, and there are in general, I would say that I feel that Ukraine moves in the correct direction. Uh, it may be slow; it it may take another ten, twenty years for things to get better. Uh, but I, I I just think how it is, and it cannot go the other way. Um, in, in the way that I would not say that I'm a fan of big, huge promises that life would get better from something the next day. Uh, what I feel that Ukraine really needs is uh, the judicial reform, uh, trust to judges, to judicial system, because I believe that where everything starts in some way. It's one of the main aspects of any state. Because if people don't believe a, a judge, a court, or or policeman, then then state would have like huge problems in functioning. And I think that you, another thing is that in, that is important for Ukraine is to for more and more Ukrainians to uh, experience experience traveling and getting to know uh, other countries, European countries, but not only, uh, and also for Ukrainians to travel around Ukraine and get to know each other, because I think we had that problem when people from one region didn't really know the life of the other region, and that was producing some stereotypes and i think that at least for me probably there are some changes in a good way for it and i really would like ukrainians to be more aware of 
other places in Ukraine and other how other people in Ukraine live, interact. I think that would make everyone just stronger and uh, it will make Ukraine stronger as a country. I agree. And it's about open-mindedness and unity. And to ask you then, you're originally from Luhansk and then now you're living in Kiev. Why did you choose Kiev and not maybe Kharkiv or Odessa or Lviv or any other city to live in, study in, etc.? Mm -hmm. Sure. So at first it was not even uh, so much of a decision because I got back to uh, Tulhansk in 2014 in June when the war was actually getting its uh, hot phase and things were starting to turn ugly. And basically we were just moving to any place where we had uh, someone, some acquaintances to to live at their place. And that's how we went to Kiev at first, because we had some good friends here who could host us. Uh, so like that's the first reason why I moved uh, directly to Kiev from Luhansk. But then I think the next reason is education. And I really wanted to study in university in which I have studied, Kiev Mohila Academy, and it is located in Kiev. So uh, that that probably explains my choice because I, I really wanted to study in Kiev and most of great Ukrainian universities are in Kiev. So, yeah. Thank you. And in addition to this, are there any projects you're involved with right now? Maybe you can share some information about them and people might join or raise awareness about the work that you're doing and your other co-founders or team or friends? Mm -hmm. Sure. Uh, one of the things is my internship in the Information and Research Department of Ukrainian Parliament. I'm actually involved in this right now. It is still ongoing. And uh, basically what we do, we uh, provide analytical materials or informational notes on different different topics for Ukrainian parliament or Ukrainian parliament members and i think it's really a great project and part of why i think it is great because right now that uh system is not institutionalized and the idea of this project is to make that research center not a project, but uh, an institution within a system of Ukrainian parliament. Uh, so I don't really know how to <laughs> how to help or assist with this project. Just uh, probably to to follow, to check the uh, what is going to be next, and also for uh, people who are interested in interning. Uh, probably that would be interesting to and nice to share. The, the page and maybe uh, some other students or alumni would like to participate in it because each year there is a new uh, wave of internship in this organization and it is really great and I've learned really nice things about it. Uh, one of the other uh, things that we are doing right now and in which I'm involved is uh, called Term Paper Tutors and uh, it was started by a group of my 
groupmates and some other students from my university, mostly from political science or from sociology. And what we do, we help uh, young students, uh, younger students in writing their courseworks or diplomas. And how we do it, we uh, arrange some lectures with uh, some professors or lecturers uh, which would be able to uh, give them some new ideas about methodology, about how uh, writing political science paper works. And we also give them advice on how to, how to write a paper, how to present it, and how to be successful in it. It is uh, an inner initiative in my university, so probably it would not be really interesting to people from other universities. Uh, but also, if, if you're interested, you can check it. And if you're a political science student from our university, for sure you can apply to get help. Thank you. And to finish this, do you have any lessons or advice about life that you discovered or you remember and think about you feel is important to you? You can share it. And if people want to follow you and maybe to message you, what will be the best social media to do so? And I'll make sure to write it in the description. Mm -hmm. So one of the things uh, that I would like to say that probably we all have heard about how it is important to go out of your comfort zone. Uh, but I have thought about it a lot. And I agree that it is important to go out of the comfort zone. But I also think that sometimes it's very important to, to create the comfort zone and uh, not even to stay in it, but to surround yourself with some comfortable atmosphere and comfortable environment. So I think that that is a very healthy thought that helps me and may be helpful to others. And about social media, I think the most comfortable and convenient is uh, Telegram and Instagram. Uh, my nickname there is Shturbaki, and you can also contact me through Facebook. Uh, I'm there, Kirill Shturbaben. Thank you very much, Kirillo. I wish you a brilliant day. It was a pleasure and a really interesting and artistic and as well as logical and enriching experience. And I wish you a great day. Thank you very much. I also really enjoyed it. Maybe I was a little bit afraid or nervous before the interview because I didn't know what, what we were going to talk exactly, but I definitely enjoyed it and it was really nice. Thank you.